There are, in our world, certain places that seem to draw on the strange, the unusual, the monstrous. And when you were a hip young teen coming of age in one of these locations, it doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific genius, a burgeoning telekinetic, or a social media influencer. Your safety is not guaranteed. In these dangerous times at Chillhaven High. We open once more in Media Res. Skies have opened up over Chillhaven and rain pours down on the battered, bruised, and weary Zeke and Angela, who are standing out front of Flo's house, ineffectually watching as Dick Spangler drives away with an ill-gotten parental vehicle. Damn, you really just stole my parents' car. Dick! You lost two cars in a week. I don't even know what to say about this. I think I'm going to be in trouble, though. We got to go after Who gives a shit about the car? We got to go after him. Why are you getting so worked up about this cowboy you met like two hours ago? Because did you hear, Penny? If he or the ship touches water, more weird shit's going to happen. Do you want another giant person peed running around Chillhaven? I don't. Angela thinks about it. I mean, no, but like... (laughs) <laughs> I I mean, I'm pretty badly injured. We're all pretty beat up. I mean, I don't even know if it's a smart idea to go chase after him in this condition. Things being a smart idea have never stopped me before. Mm. And Zeke runs it back into Flo's cabin and says, Flo, give me your keys. What? Wait, is that how you ask for things? <laughs> I'm not asking. Who raised you? Give me your keys. No. <laughs> She's just going to start pull, like pulling open drawers and going through shit in the house looking for her car keys. First of all, you're not on my insurance. Second of all, g- good fucking luck. Do you have <laughs> any idea how much shit I have in those drawers? I have to go after him! Where- right, 17 sets of extra keys in there. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Is this them? No. <laughs> <laughs> it, is this them? <laughs> Listen, just, it's... We- do you even have a driver's license? No, I, no, he doesn't. I do not, but I drive a hoverboard every day. I think I can handle a car. Flo, look, water touch spaceship, weird shit happened. The water's coming out of the sky, and he is headed towards the spaceship. Now, if just a chunk of the ship turned what's-his-name into a giant bug monster, who knows Cliff. what the whole ship's going to do? None of that has anything to do with you specifically taking my keys and driving my car and being rude to me in my own house. All right. Like, you, you you know how much shit I do for all of y'all? What do I get? Just showing up in my house, demanding healing, demanding swords, demanding whatever. <laughs> wow. And I do it. No. You can be polite to me, young man. Screw this! And Zeke runs out and just starts sprinting down the road that Dick went down. Uh, Angela runs to the door and opens it up. Zeke! What? Be careful! This is a bad going. idea! There goes Zeke, doing something stupid again. We should probably rest up and then check on him immediately because I can't imagine anything he's doing is going to end up going well for him. You know, it's really good that I shared his location with my phone a couple weeks back because he always does this stuff and we can't trust him to answer his phone either. So don't worry, I got him tracked. Good. And Angela shows Penny, and you can just see like a little dot, like kind of <laughs> very slowly. Yeah, yeah, slowly. <laughs> I'm picturing it like running really, really fast for like ten feet, and then stopping. Yeah, and then running really fast for like ten more feet, and then stopping. Yeah. Well, Penny, um, it seems like what you saw in 
Dick's memories were was pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even get to tell about the like last part of my vision because Dick ran off and then Zeke ran off. Everybody's running off. And no one lets me talk. But the last part of what I saw was this secret room with a pile of spacesuits and cowboy hats and bones. And putting that all together, I assumed that the bones were at one time in those items of clothing. But I don't know what any of that means. Oh, like cowboy skeletons? Yeah, I think under the suits there may have been some flesh and maybe an organ or two. Got it, got it, got it, got it. But, I mean, I don't know. Anything could happen here. I forget about flesh and organs. It's been so long. (laughs) 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 Okay, well, that that sounds pretty bad. Very ominous and uh, full of- You think? Yeah, and uh, full of death. It's interesting that Dick is the only one that survived. Based on what Penny said, it doesn't sound like he did. It sounds like he did not. He did the opposite of survive several times. Like at least 20. That's fucked up. So we can't let Zeke. It's going to take him a while to run wherever he's going. But at some point, we do need to go after him because he's still hurt. You see a light bulb and it's like an Edison light bulb because she's super old. (laughs) You see like an Edison light bulb pop up over Flo's head. And she says, uh, I got an idea. What? Let's have it. Piles of dead people? Yes. Mm-hmm. Physical medium? <gasps> is it a seance time? I think we should do a seance time. <sighs> mm, this mm, is exciting. Mm, mm. I'm Angela's dancing. Saber's dancing too. I'm going to speak for Saber. I'm glad that all this death has you so excited. Penny's not committing to dancing, but like one little shoulder is going in a circle. <laughs> Heck says, uh, wow, Penny, I didn't know you had moves like that. Oh, just you wait. Ooh. Two of them are going now. Mm, He blushes. mm, mm. You just wait to the school dance, heck. You, Penny, dance floor. Uh, uh, Hello, what are we doing? uh, mm -hmm. Uh, All right, let's do it. I'm going to get my stuff. Smash cut to Zeke Lynn. (laughs) Wildly out of breath. (laughs) (laughs) Soaking wet. Muddy, probably. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, head to toe in mud. How mm-hmm. many times did you fall down? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I should not have had Mr. Garber sign me out of gym class for being in AV club. That was a terrible plan. I hate running. Ugh. And Zeke stops for a second and puts his hands on his knees to catch his breath. Okay, this isn't working. I'm never going to get there in time. We see uh, over his shoulder Flo's house. <laughs> <laughs> Not that much smaller than it would be up close. Angela like has her phone on the table and she just slides it over to Penny and she's like, look. And just shows that he hasn't made it that far. Penny is going to text Zeke and say, you made it, yeah? <laughs> Send. <laughs> Zika gets the text on his science watch and just says, Oh, screw you, Penny. He doesn't send that. He just says that to himself. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, okay, I got to think here. He starts looking around at all of the sticks and rocks and shit in the woods. So he just gathers up a bunch of loose wood and vines and some stones and fashions himself something roughly in the shape of a longboard uh, with rocks for wheels and he looks at the finished board, and then slowly and gingerly, he takes the lightning gun out of his holster, cradles it in his hands, takes a deep breath. <sighs> well, old friend, you'll be zapping monsters in the afterlife after this. Probably mostly ghosts, because the afterlife. Do you work on ghosts? I don't know. And then he smashes it. Okay. <laughs> He extracts the battery and the energy crystal, a bunch of the wiring, as well as the uh, cone piece from the front of it, and fashions it into a propulsion system for the back of his board. And he uh, steps onto the board, slips his feet into the... uh, Vine foot grips? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And switches it on. The cone of the lightning gun it's been modified to instead of shooting a bolt it just emits kind of a broad 
electromagnetic field going in the other direction that propels me forward, and Zeke is skating through the woods. Okay, let's cut back to... Seance. Florence Beauregard's house. Seance. In progro. Set. In progress. Set the mood for us. Make it spooky. Okay. Um, oh, it's raining too, right? So Yeah. So we cut to the exterior of Florence Beauregard's forest cabin. Rain cascades onto the roof and a single lightning strike illuminates the sky behind the house. The windows glow red with mysterious and spooky lighting. (laughs) Another cut inside uh, Florence's house, and we see our now familiar seance setup. Flo has thrown sheer red cloth over the tops of all of her lamps, creating a super cool ambiance in here. There's candles lit all over the room, contributing mostly to the ambiance. She's pulled the tablecloth off of her kitchen table and that ancient oaken wood with the pentagram carved into it is now visible for all to see. And seated around the table in a circle, uh, we have in turn Florence, of course, Angela, you betcha. Penny's there too. Also heck. And our friend, the ghost who's named Saber Muto. Uh, You all sit in a circle holding hands in the center of the table atop the pentagram is Flo's crystal ball that uh, you all know she frequently uses as a focus. And Flo says, uh, okay, now you all remember how to do this, right? We've done this a few times now. Keep our eyes closed and hold hands. Uh Uh-huh. Penny? Hmm? Remember how to do a seance? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No. No, I don't. Okay, we just need to Focus on the person with whom we wish to communicate. I missed the day of class where we learned who all these dead people were, so I'm leaving it to y'all to take the charge on this one. I do not know who I I met Dick. The end. The other people that were in the ship with Dick, thinking back of that photo. Yeti Page. Yeti Page. Yeti Page? Oh, I get it. Yeah, it's a pretty (laughs) clever name. It's really funny. Dr. Z. Dr. Z. Um, the last one was the Omega Witch. The Omega Witch? Mm-hmm. The Omega Witch. Interesting. Why interesting? You know her? I don't know her, no. You said these people all disappeared in 56, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was checked out for most of the late 50s. <laughs> <laughs> when you get home, Google MK Ultra. <laughs> Okay. What's that? <laughs> I said Google it. But Omega means... Remember I told y'all there were no more witches? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Omega means like uh, last or final. Oh. So it sounds like she was the last witch. And she's dead. Yeah, I mean, f- for based on what y'all said, yes, she is dead. Well, then Which we makes t- sense because, uh, you know, kind of checked out for a few years at the end of the 50s doing acid with the CIA. And uh, when I came back onto the scene, there were no more witches. So, you know. Went on an acid trip, came back, and there was no witches. Got it. I feel like we got to contact her then. Yeah. Let's start with her then. Okie dokie. Angela closes her eyes and squeezes Saber's hand. Kerrigan Orb. The Omega Witch. That's a really cool name. (laughs) Spirit, if you are there, I don't know. I don't know how it works if you don't, if you die uh, in space. But if you have returned to Earth with your corporeal remains, we call out to thee. We supplicate ourselves before thee. We seek only wisdom. Witches love that. They love it if you're seeking wisdom. They're crazy about it. We seek only wisdom and understanding. And uh, we seek your counsel to if we can help at all with the weird stuff that's going on. 
you all feel a chill go down your spines and the room get cold and we see the audience sees you all don't see because your eyes are closed but we see your breath steaming out of your mouth and we see the candle flames all flicker and then go out and then you hear a ghostly voice hello who who has summoned me here penny you should talk to her hello hello i'm penny hello penny it's good to hear another voice you're kerrigan orb right yes that is what i was called um not to bring up any past trauma but do you remember what happened to you? I do. It's been my all-consuming thought for so long now. How came I to be here? How have I finally been released from that ship? Um, we're, we just held hands and then we thought about you and then you showed up. It's a, we're doing a seance. <laughs> we just, we, uh, we did like a ritual and summoned you here. Your ship is back on Earth. If that helps, at last. I don't know how long it has been here for you all, but I have existed in death, haunting that ship for millennia. I don't know. We witches, we are... We're connected to Gaia. We're connected to the Earth. Our power springs from the Earth. I never wanted to go on the ship in the first place, but it was necessary. People's lives, everyone's life was at risk. But when I died out there, when we all died out there, I couldn't return to the Earth. I couldn't, I couldn't be rejoined with the Great Coven. Just left wandering those cold metal halls for eons. We did it. We saved everyone. I mean, obviously, you're still here. But we sacrificed ourselves in the doing. I'm not the scientist of the group. You might gather that from the whole witch thing. <laughs> but as I, as I understood it, the combination of their technical power and my magical power to destroy the quandary was such that, well, one bit of science I do know is every action has an equal and opposite reaction. And the reaction in this case was our ship being flung away from the solar system and careening out of control into the far reaches of space. PQ told us to re-enter our hyperbolic chambers. He convinced us that he could get the ship back on course, that he could fix it. But when I next woke up, it was not inside my corporeal body. It was as the specter you see before you now. I think during that speech, Penny has pulled the sash down so that she could look. Yeah, Angela slowly opened her eyes one at a time. As you open your eyes and look, you see a ghost hovering directly over the table, translucent, faintly blue. You see only a black hood obscuring the topmost half of her face and a black cloak attached to that hood hanging draped over the rest of her body. And you see only her mouth quivering as she tells this story. Uh, hi, Angela here. Uh, I'm so sorry about what happened to you and your friends. Um, but one of your friends is actually sitting at this table. Um, heck? Heck? Yeah, and then Angela kind of like, she doesn't want to break um, the hand circle, our little seance circle, so she kind of like nods her head in Heck's direction and then says, why didn't Heck go with you? Heck, I'm happy to see you still alive. And Heck opens his eyes now and he says, uh, oh, um, hello, I'm, uh, I'm happy to see you too, uh, but I don't remember you. Um... So, Heck doesn't remember anything. His brain got a little erased. The specter of the witch nods 
Yeah. I guess that's something that can happen when you have a computer for a brain, huh? Heck, you stayed back for mission control. Someone had to be our teen on the ground, as it were. If you remembered, well then you would know everything that I'm saying. You would have seen. I mean, one of the last things I remember as we were flung away from the quandary was the anguish in your voice as you watched us, as you watched your love being launched out into the void. Maybe it's for the best, Heck, that you don't remember. I remember so much. I haunted that ship for so long. Time has less meaning when you're dead, and even less so when you have no sun or moon by which to mark the passage of the days and months. But before long, there was a new calendar by which I could mark the passage of time. The lives of the Dick Spanklers. Penny just gasps a little bit. <sighs> Dick's alive. He has been before many times. How? PQ found something out there in space. Or, I should say, something found us. I don't have a name for it. I don't know that anyone has a name for it, but I've never felt anything close to a power as ancient or chaotic as this one. I perceived it only as a great glowing eye set against the blackness. It spoke in tongues I did not understand, but PQ, with his artificial computer intelligence, was somehow able to communicate with it. It changed PQ, it changed the ship. It allowed him to toy with the boundaries of infinity. PQ, I mean, I, I say he was trying his best, but who knows? Who can comprehend the mind of a computer? No offense, heck. Heck says, oh yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> good boy. Uh, good boy. You're a good boy. <laughs> and who can blame anyone with imbued with such power? But Dick was the pilot, and he and PQ always had a special connection. So PQ folded time and turned the time back on Dick Spangler. And then Dick was alive again. But the ship was adrift for so long, and human beings only live for a brief amount of time. So in a few decades, PQ had to bring Dick back again. Some of the Dick Spanglers lived to old age and died of natural causes aboard that ship. Others came back wrong and died quickly. I don't know how long this went on for before PQ finally found a way to fold the fabric of space-time itself and send the ship hurtling back. But I know that it was the lives of hundreds of Dick Spanglers. Did PQ try to bring anybody else back? Only once. But at this point, I had already seen what had happened with the Dicks. And so I channeled what magics I still could from this side of the plane of life, and I stopped it. How'd you stop it? I tapped into the pool of magics that lie in the plane beyond life for all witches. Such an effort can only be born at great cost, and I could only do it once. Dick, to me, rightly or wrongly, he'd already been brought back. His soul had already been torn into pieces like bits of paper. To me, it wasn't worth the cost to interfere every single time. Flo says, um... So, the witch's pool, the pool of natural magic, is saying that even though you're all dead, I'm very sorry about that, I'm sorry that you're dead, you can still access it? And Kerrigan, who was facing you and Penny, ghost whips around, does that ghost thing where now she's just facing the other direction. Uh, and you still can't see her eyes underneath this hood, but she's directly in front of Flo now. And you all hear... As that happens, whispers starting to reverberate in the room around you. Uh, and you feel a breeze start to move through. You see the red cloth over the lamp glowing from this unseen source. And Kerrigan's affect changes. And she says, um, who are you? I know you. And you hear the whispers get louder. And you see Kerrigan sort of cock her head like she's listening. 
and then turn back and face flow. And she says, Beauregard. Oh, I didn't, uh, yeah, the other witches, you could probably talk to the other witches, huh? That's okay. All right. Well, seance over. And what? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Do not attempt to access the pool of power, you fucking conjurer. Oh my God. <laughs> we will keep it away from you at all. And Flo uh, stands up and lets go of y'all's hands. And the spirit is gone. Okay, that was fun. That was a fun seance that uh, we all had. That was fun for you? Flo, explain that right now. Huh? Oh, um, is no an option. No. Okie dokie. Witches do not love me. Why? Clearly. Well, they're so, oh, we're so special. We're born from the mother earth and we like inherit her powers. And like, just because I access my powers through less conventional means, they looked out, always looked down the freaking noses at me. But like, they seemed personally offended. Yeah. And it was. No, I never even met that one. That one. Yeah. What about another one? I met some other witches. They were whispering about you. They're snotty. (laughs) (laughs) You're a hot topic among these witches, so you obviously did something to really piss them off. Witches love hot topic. No! (laughs) (laughs) Flo does not know what a hot topic is. I saw one in a mall once. (laughs) (laughs) Why were you at a mall? What were you doing in a mall? Power walking. Looking at their pride collection. (laughs) 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 gotta stay fit (laughs) all right you don't want to tell us that's fine but i just told you they don't like me they're stuck up Hmm. just i'm a oh like little you know poor jewish girl from the bronx can't do magic gotta be a special witch born in a special club to do magic somebody starts trying to rise above their station and access powers beyond what they're supposed to be able to access. All of a sudden, everybody's big mad about it. Wait, like... Destroy my whole freaking life. Like dark magic? Yeah, there's no such thing as dark magic. It's just magic. It's just... is there? There's no dark technology. It's just technology, you know? It's just you use magic for stuff you need to use magic for. Well, then teach me to use magic. I've done been teaching you to use magic. Yeah, but then you got mad at me once, so I stopped asking a little bit. We can talk about it later. I didn't get... Okay, we'll talk about it later. Cut back to Zeke. Zeke is speeding through the forest, rain beating against his face on his, uh, I don't even know what you could, swamp punk skateboard. Uh huh. Swamp, <laughs> swamp punk electric skateboard, just speeding towards the rocket as fast as I possibly can. Zeke, I think that um, the entire time that you are racing towards the rocket crash site on this, homemade little forest squirrel machine. <laughs> uh, I think almost... Built by gnomes. <laughs> I, I think almost as soon as you reach top speed, pieces start to fall off of it. Ugh. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. And as you get closer to the lake, pieces are like flying off of this thing more rapidly. Like you see like little sticks and pine cones just sort of crumbling away from you. And it's to the point now where you're having to like kind of push your feet together because you're running out of skateboard surface area to keep them on. Mm -hmm. And then you see a couple of things in the distance ahead of you. You see Angela's parents' car parked hastily by the edge of the lake. You see the driver's side door is still open. You see just past this car, a massive white tent that has been erected over the entire crash site. A tent? Yeah. You know one of those big white, like, mm-hmm. you know when they study an artifact in a movie and they put a big tent over it? Yes. Mm-hmm. One of those, one of those artifact tents. Yeah. Um, it's been erected over the entire crash site. You see a white fabric kind of tube of an airlock coming out off of the front of the tent. And then more pieces fall off of your skateboard. And I think what happens is uh, as you're speeding towards this tent, your, your your forest skateboard is literally crumbling out from beneath your feet uh-huh. until your feet go through what is left of the skateboard as it scatters to the four winds and you find yourself just like running to try and keep up your inertia that you had going yeah. before you trip and collapse onto your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's the noise you make when you skip <laughs> yeah. yeah. Zeke, I think... Uh... <laughs> 
just does not take any time to acknowledge that he fell. It's like you, when you fall in public and you just stand up really, really fast mm-hmm. to, like, you know, when you act like you didn't do it and you hope no one saw. And he just All the stands up. All squirrels are laughing at you. Yep. And he just stands up and uh, starts running towards Angela's car. Okay. Angela's parents' car. Dick! Dick! As I said, uh, and you confirm when you arrive at the car, um, the driver's side door has been left open. You hear the beeping, the door jar beeping from the car as you approach it. Dick is clearly not in the car. You do see, as you get closer to this big science investigation site that this has now become, mm-hmm. presumably at the behest of Indigo Labs, uh, you do see on the ground in front of the, the sort of doorway leading into this airlock leading to the tent you see two loose empty hazmat suits that clearly once belonged to indigo labs science goons with big circular burnt holes blasted through them just kind of laying limply on the ground on either side of the doorway okay zeke's gonna go into angela's parents car zeke takes his backpack out of the trunk he takes the silver gladius out of the backpack and sticks it through a belt loop in his pants at the ready. He taps his little science watch and says, Sophia? Oh, wee, Zeke. Oh, my God. Thank God you're here. It's so good to hear your voice. It's good to hear your voice, too. Zeke, did you bring an umbrella? My sensors tell me it is raining. I, yeah, I know. Sophia, listen, um, I'm about to do something pretty rash. It might be pretty dangerous. I do not have a lightning gun. And I, I just want you to know that I'm, I'm probably going to need your help on this one. And I'm very happy that you're with me again. I missed you when you were gone with my dad. Oh, my darling Zeke. I missed you too. I love you. I watch you while you sleep. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Zeke is uh, going to cautiously, like one hand hovering near that sword, enter the tent. Zeke, you enter the tent. You make your way through the airlock, uh, inside of which you see the remnants of two more summarily dispatched former science goons lying on the floor. You push your way through the uh, second door of the airlock and you find yourself in a massive area tented in by this Indigo Labs infrastructure. To your right, you see just the edge of Lake Obelisk batting against the shore where the tent sort of terminates. And you see directly ahead of you, the Prospect Quandary rising up out of the dirt. It's surrounded by big spotlights that are illuminating it and the rest of the area here. And you hear what sounds like a jungle, similar to the yard of the late Rest in Power Cliff H. Angers. The foliage of the forest here and the area immediately surrounding the rocket and enclosed in this tent is massively overgrown and positively prehistoric looking. And you hear a multitude of insects and birds and sounds from other creatures that you can't auditorily identify. You see a massive, roughly eight inch long dragonfly fly directly in front of your face. (laughs) And out of your corner of your eye, in the fern-like underbrush at the edge of the lake, you hear something big rustling around. Oh, jeez. I used to dream when I was a kid of wandering around outside and finding dinosaur shit. And now my dream is a nightmare. Sophia? Hello, Zeke. Would you like that umbrella? Ah, shh. Oh. We are indoors. Yes. Talk quieter. Zeke. Do you mean, talk more quietly? Just turn your volume down. You hear loud beeping sounds as her volume decreases. Uh, (laughs) Sophia, can you fly real high up over the grass 
and see what's in there for me. Sophia flies up above you towards the top of the tent, several stories lofted above. And you see her little drone scooting around up there. You see these sort of like um, this like web of green lasers that she emits to scan the surrounding area. And after a few minutes of scanning, she flies back down and hovers next to you. And she says, Would you like me to continue to be quiet? Yes. As you wish. Well, Zeke, it is super weird in here. <laughs> uh, yep, yep. That information I confirmed with my eyeballs. There are an abundance of both flora and fauna here that are by all accounts extinct. Mm. And also there's a bunch of stuff I cannot identify at all. Uh, what? <laughs> what? What do you mean? Well, for example, take this slapping fellow over here. And you see uh, her like little spotlight illuminate what looks like a spider, but instead of eight legs, it's got 16 legs, eight on the bottom and eight more on the top. And you see it kind of run up the side of a tree and then fall onto its back and then start running on those other set of legs. Ugh. See, like what the flip is his whole deal? That guy shouldn't be. Ugh. I... Oh. Yes. According to my calculations, something is seriously jacking up all the stuff and things in here. Real bad. Yeah. Everything is either from the past or maybe the future. But for sure super duper weird. Great. Also, there is a large androsarcus running in the underbrush by the lake. I I'm sorry, a what? Androsarcus. According to science, it went extinct in the Middle Eocene Epoch approximately 40 million years ago. They're an ancestor of pigs. Zeke, you know what a pig is, right? Uh-huh. That's what most humans make hot dogs out of, instead of tofu. Uh-huh. Anyway, the colloquial name for Androsarcus is the Hell Pig. Known for their extremely large and lethal tusks. Oh. Good. Okay. You have nothing to worry about, Zeke. They're carnivorous. Oh, right. Zeke, you actually should worry. Ah. Uh, alrighty. And you see um, that rustling again in the underbrush over there, and you hear some low snorts and the sound of something digging around in the earth. Zeke's gonna just try to silently creep, like, so the underbrush is like, what, this way? Mm-hmm. So he's gonna try to, like, bank left, like, bank away from the underbrush and creep closer to the ship. You will be able to skirt away from the rustling in the underbrush and sort of, as you said, bank left as you move closer to the ship. However, the path that the Indigo Labs people have cut between the airlock and the ship is fairly narrow. And so in order to, as you said, kind of circumvent and bank left away from this, you will be trudging through the overgrown brush on the other side. All right, well, I'm going to put one hand on that gladius and start oh trudging through God. the tall grass. You press through this primordial overgrown jungle of foliage as you try to circumvent the hell pig you're told is to your right and continue to make your way towards the ship. You feel the serrated edges of unknown leaves brushing against your arms and legs. Ow, fuck. And you feel insects crawling on your neck and over your arms. You swat away a mosquito about the size of your palm, already fat with your blood. Ooh, lightheaded. But other than the grossness, you are able to make it closer to the ship unimpeded. You see that some scaffolding has been built up around it, 
with a metal ladder leading directly up to the open hatch. Dick! Dick! Let's go back to Angela and Penny. I think that I Angela's resting because, like, I mean, I guess it's probably, like, evening time-ish, mm-hmm. not too late, but um, I think Angela's still trying to, like, recover, so she's just, like, kind of kicking it on um, the sofa, like, in the living room, and she's scrolling on her phone and then turns to Penny and Saber and says, oh, fuck. What? We didn't even tell Chanel about what's going on, and she has a part of the spaceship in her backyard. So I think I'm just going to like pop on to friend town and message her. Um, So Angela like gets on friend town and she's already friends with Chanel and she just like shoots her a quick message and just like, hey girl, so happy (laughs) that we are working together on the school dance. You know, just wanted to check in and see if, you know, I don't know. Everything's okay with that spaceship part in the back of your house. Like, you okay? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And she sends it. Do you um, want to check on Zeke now? Yeah. So Angela picks up her phone and she, like, looks at Zeke's location and can see um, where he is and then tells everyone in the room, like, oh, okay, so Zeke is definitely at the site of where the spaceship crashed. Um, should we check on him yeah video call okay so angela puts up her like puts her phone in front of everyone and video calls zeke we cut back to zeke at the crash site whose phone rings loudly (laughs) 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 Ah! uh zeke uh like (laughs) holds the volume down button on his phone real quick and uh looks over his shoulder to where the hell pig was rustling you see no motion there for now okay zeke like (laughs) <laughs> just ducks into the tall grass real quick <laughs> and is just like crouching down b- by the ground and answers. Uh, I'm going to say he an- takes it on his science watch and says, Hello! Zeke! Shush! Oh, Zeke, God. are you okay? Shut up! Okay. Uh, you, for now? Yes! So it's bad. I'm, I'm by the rocket. Indigo Labs put up a big-ass tent around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where Dick is yet. He shot his way through all of the science goons. Well, good for him. Um, I think he might be in the rocket, but uh, there's like a bunch of dinosaur shit here. Good thing you have your lightning gun, right? No, I broke my lightning gun so I could build a skateboard so I could get here faster. Oh my god. I was trying to catch up to Dick. If you'd waited on us, you probably would have had a car and backup. How could I have waited? If I waited, I wouldn't have caught him. (laughs) It doesn't seem like you've caught him yet. Zeke, a scorpion with four tails and no legs slithers across your foot. <laughs> What's that? What is that? There's weird mutant bugs and shit everywhere. Uh, um, uh, just go in the spaceship. Just get to Just go, go in the spaceship? <laughs> Why? Y'all are the ones who told me. Look, the spaceship's already made sh- shit weird here. Have Sophia go in there. Check okay, it okay, out. okay. Uh, I'm gonna see if Flo will let me take her car. Or if Flo wants to go. I doubt it. Flo never wants to go. Do you, are you staying here? I can't. I have to go. Yeah, you gotta go. I know. Yeah, maybe your new weird deer powers will help me. Fuck off. I was serious. You can ram them with your head. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Okay, we'll be there soon, probably. Okay. Don't die. I'm gonna be friggin' hiding in tall grass till you get here. Oh my god. Try to stay you alive. Made- not going in that ship. These are the choices that you have made. We will be there soon. <laughs> Click. Boom. Bye. Um, hey Flo? Uh, yes? May we please take your car, please? Please. I can drive. I have a license. Unlike I- Zeke. I drove once. Me, I'm the responsible driver. Yeah, why don't I just drive you all? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just take you. It's raining. It's in the woods. It's at night. Okay. It's a ghost just yelled at me in my own house. I could use some fresh air. Okay. Zeke said there's a lot of tall grass and a lot of giant bugs. Do you have anything like Gross. sharp and pointy? Yes. Well, y'all already took my sword. I did. It was no y'all. I did not take your sword. I yeah, it was Zeke. But do you have anything else? Yeah, I've got hedge clippers. Ooh. Okay. Can I use them? Of course you can. I mean, can you use them? Yes. Probably. With my hands. To both of them. Yeah, you need both. Yeah. 
How many? Mm-hmm. What else you got? I mean, what else I got? I don't have an armory. Well, I mean, there's not freaking blade. You can go but, get a knife. Yeah. So Angela runs in the kitchen and she grabs um, two knives, one for Saber and one for herself. Penny uh, runs in there also to grab a snack. So <laughs> she opens Flo's fridge and just grabs the first thing she sees and then runs back out. Emergency snack. What okay. about you, Heck? What kind of weapon do you want? Oh, uh, he looks super uncomfortable, and he says, "I, uh, I don't, I don't think I want to use a weapon. Um, I'll just, you know, I'll just, uh, I have robot arms." Uh, Angela just it is rummaging through a drawer and finds like uh, a pair of those like ribbon cutting scissors. Like extra large what? scissors? No, you don't. No. Why? No. Why wouldn't Flo have them? Flo has everything. Why wouldn't anyone have those? Flo is old. I already gave you her hedge trimmers, which are the same as what you're describing. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted Heck to have a thing. Heck Fine. said he didn't want a weapon. Fine. Okay. We'll find you a big stick to carry. Yeah. Uh, Angela, you hand Saber the knife and you see her break it in her hands. And then you see a ghost of the knife emit from its dead body, and then she grabs that. <laughs> Did you know you could do what? that? No, I didn't know I could do that, but like... Knives um, have lives? It's pretty cool. Knives have lives. Knives have lives. That's a good band name. Yeah. You're not here. That's really that cool, That is a good Sabre. band name. All right. Let's go kick some ass. Let's freaking go. Flo, what is this food I grabbed out of your fridge? It looks like mustard. Mmm. <laughs> I guess it's in an unlabeled bottle. I don't know. It's I like just squirt some in my mouth. Hardened <laughs> mustard that you thought was like a snack. Mm. Mm. Let's go. Okay, to my car. Do, do, do. We're in the car, and we're there, and now we're there. Okay. We cut to the exterior of the Prospect Quandary crash site. Uh, where Flo's Studebaker comes to a sensible stop beside Angela's parents' car. And Angela, Penny, Flo, Heck, and Saber pile out like a bunch of frickin' clowns. Thank you, Flo. Are you sticking around or are you going to head out? No, yeah, I'll come with. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, you already interrupted my movie, screwed up my night routine. Oh, shut up. You like to hang out with us. Bunch of dead witches are mad at me, so don't want to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Angela's going to take the lead in walking up to the spaceship. She grabs Saber's hand and kind of leads with her, and I would assume that the rest would follow. So you all make your way through the first airlock. And emerge into the site, illuminated, as I told Zeke, by a handful of spotlights centered on the wreckage of the Prospect Quandary. You hear the primordial sounds of insects and birds and creatures. You don't see the rustling by the edge of the lake that Zeke did, at least not for now. But you do hear something else. You hear from outside above the tent the telltale sounds of a helicopter. And you see another spotlight from outside of the tent illuminate through the white vinyl. Y'all, that helicopter that's circling, that's gotta be- ghillie suit. I know. <laughs> yeah, we should have worn our ghillie suits. That's gotta be Indigo Labs, right? Yeah. Should we take a risk and just run to the spaceship? Or Maybe we create a distraction? Ooh, that's a good idea. Zeke just sticks his arms up out of the tall grass and just waves him. Oh, Zeke's over there. Hi, Zeke. You see two red, rashy-looking arms reaching up from the grass and waving to y'all. All All right, and Angela turns to everybody and says, All right, on three, we're going to run over really fast to Zeke, okay? One, two, three. And we all sprint over to Zeke. Yeah, you all, uh, you all make it over to Zeke, swatting plants and bugs out of your way as you go. Uh, you all crouch down in the grasses beside Zeke, and you see his face with a shock. Zeke's face is swollen like a corpse fished out of a river. 
Zeke, what's wrong with your face? Zeke, you, your what? face. What looks about like, my face? What's wrong with my face? It looks like it's made out of multiple marshmallows. Like, touch your face. It's so fucking swollen. Uh, uh, Are you okay? Uh, oh man. Oh, I don't know. I, I've been hiding out in the tall grass. This could be ancient poison ivy for all I know. Zeke, you touch your face, and like the moment you touch it, like the, it, there's like a switch that gets flipped and now it starts itching so badly oh no oh jeez oh pete ah oh don't scratch it it's really itchy and he smacks his hand ow quit scratching it why makes it worse yes Zeke, you look at your arms and uh your hands and fingers and you see your fingers are now swollen like sausages and you see the red rash um that is covering both of your arms as well Freaking god damn it. And once Penny slaps your hand, and honestly, it feels good for a second because it's a relief from the itching that's now spreading across every exposed inch of your skin. This <sighs> so is just like the time that Dad tracked the swamp ape through that patch of poison oak. So itchy. <laughs> Are you going to be able to hang around or do you need to leave? I don't know. I mean, I feel fine. I'm just itchy. Okay. Well. How did you guys sneak past the hell pig? What? The what? What? How did you sneak past the hell pig in the brush over there? What hell pig? We didn't sneak past anything. Yeah. The big hell pig. It's in the grass. We just walked over. With that, y'all hear a loud snort and the digging of hooves into the dirt. Angela jumps in front of everyone, puts her arms out, and holds her knife in her hand. You see, as you jump up and pull your blade, emerging from the overgrown foliage at the edge of the lake, a large pig, striped on the sides, short-furred, but with two massive saber-toothed tiger-sized tusks emitting from its mouth. Angela, it sees you jump up, and you see its eyes go red, and it charges straight for you. That hell pig! Everyone, for more fun facts about hell pigs, write to your local paleontologist today. Anyway, let's do these credits. Penny White is played by the untouchable Bess Lawson. Angela Abkiss Jr. is performed by the illustrious Megan Slessman. Zeke Lynn is played by the unfathomable James Kedlar, who is also the sound designer and composer for all the music. And finally, every other Chillhaven citizen is played by the fantastic Philip Slesman, who is also the Game Master. Our introduction was performed by the impeccable Ethan Waldron. Additional sound effects provided by Zapsplat.com. Monster of the Week Tabletop Game, created by Michael Sands. Catch you on the flip-flop!